Your top stories on Blitz this hour. Sundowns overcome Chiefs to go level on points in the Absa Premiership. Liverpool take aim at Arsenal in Community Shield showdown. South Africa's Justin Walters leads the UK Championship by three strokes. All roads lead to Spa for the Belgian F1 Grand Prix. And teams get ready for the 107th edition of the Tour de France. Top of the table title challenges against second place defending APSA Premiership champions. Potential title deciding match between Kaiser Chiefs and Mamalodi Sundowns that would have had any stadium packed to the rafters. Contested at Orlando Stadium in Soweto with virtual fans. Kaiser Chiefs enjoyed as much as a 10-point lead on the log at the turn of the year. The gap reduced to three before kickoff, but an advantage they'd try to extend to six. Inefficiencies in attack would definitely not get the job done. Current champion Sundowns looked the more likely of the teams to score. Lila Kay came closest with Masandawana's early chances as he brought the best out of Chiefs goalkeeper Daniel Akbe. Likelihood turned into certainty before the first half's end thanks to Downs' Uruguayan talisman. He has a chance for the first goal of the game. Yes! That is a superb setup and an equally brilliant finish. Gaston Serino and Mamalodi Sundowns have the lead. Amakosi desperately needed to find an equalizer and an Erin's Middendorp halftime team talk looked to have given them the spark. Sundowns were still more alert though to preserve their lead. An advantage that could well have been extended. Lebohang Mubue did all the hard work to get a shot away that beat everything but the Chiefs' goal frame. While the strikers could not get the job done for the Glamour Boys, defender Eric Matoho tried to take initiative with some fancy footwork. Still no goal for Chiefs, however. Few chances came better than that presented to Kama Biliat, who was unchallenged in stoppage time, his header unsuccessful though. Perhaps a depiction of how Chiefs' season has gone so far after the league's restart. A 10-point deficit at the turn of the year now completely wiped out. Pitsumusimani and his team take their title defence to the final three games of the Absa Premiership season. Sundowns victorious, 1-0. Two of the informed clubs in the Absa Premiership met at the Absa Tux Stadium. Vitvestvitz went into the game on the back of a seven-match unbeaten run and their opponents, Blumford and Celtic, were unbeaten in their last three. Vitz at top three places beckoning for Celtic at top eight spot. And it took 90 seconds for the game to ignite. Celtic defender Wandesile Letabika trod on the boot of Terence Zukumanje and referee Akonan Zingo, in his top flight debut no less, had no option but to point to the spot. Keegan Ritchie stepped forward to bury the ball beyond the reach of keeper Sipo Chaini. Celtic pressed forward nine minutes later and earned a free kick. Captain Indomiso Barbena's effort went through the wall, but Witzkeeper Ricardo Goss made a good save. The ball bounced out and Celtic couldn't find the target with their second shot. The informed Matabeng Serra, who scored in each of his last three games, had a chance when he hooked a shot over the crossbar. Midway through the first half, Celtic should have found the net. First, the ball struck the post from Matabeng Serra's shot. The point-blank shot from the rebound by Sipilele Lituli looked for all money, goal-bound, but Goss made a remarkable save. Late in the first half, Mabena got in front of its defender Lorenzo Godinho, who did just enough to convince referee Nzingo that he'd committed a foul. A second penalty was awarded. Mabena dusted himself off to make it 1-0 with his ninth league goal of the season. Witz's unbeaten run includes four draws, were reaching for a winner, and Spisa Klanti's snapshot was on target but straightened the arms of the keeper. 
Late on, Celtic looked the more likely to score a winner. Victor Letzualo found some space to shoot, but was blocked, and his follow-up was weak. It ended in a draw, a point apiece, keeping Bits looking up at the top three. Celtic remain on course for a top eight finish. Bloemfontein Celtic and Bidvest Wits played out to a 1-1 draw to kick off Thursday Absa Premiership fixtures, while the all-important results saw champions Mamalodi Sundowns beat top-of-the-table Kaiser Chiefs. The statistic Kaiser Chiefs fans do not want to see, their lead at the top of the Absa Premiership log now evaporated, only goal difference separates Amakosi and defending champions Mamalodi Sundowns, Supersports United are 6 points adrift in 3rd. Only 2 points between the last 4 sides on the table. For now, Polokwane City and Amazulu face the drop to the Glad Africa Championship. There's more thrilling Absa Premiership football to come on Supersport with a jam-packed weekend inside the bio-bubble. Salamosh and Chipper get the ball rolling, while the top two, Kaiser Chiefs and Mamalodi Sundowns take to the field in their respective battles on Sunday. Supersport will bring you a live press conference from the offices of the Premier Soccer League from 11.30. You can catch it on Supersport Blitz and Supersport 4. A fixture that has thrown up some spectacles in the past is set to ignite a hunger ahead of the new season. It is English football's curtain raiser to the start of the Premier League campaign, which will begin on the 12th of September. Saturday's meeting at its traditional home Wembley will be the 98th FA Community Shield. Liverpool are set to participate in the annual fixture as English champions, taking on Arsenal, who qualified as FA Cup winners. The Reds' fantastic run last season saw them finish on 99 points and land a first league title in 30 years. Their formidable record at home was the catalyst for their success, with their last league defeat at home coming in 2017. Liverpool lost last year's Community Shield to Manchester City on penalties and will be cautious of an improving Arsenal side that appears to have found their feet under manager Mikel Arteta. Liverpool and Arsenal have both won or shared the shield on 15 occasions. No team wants to miss out on adding any type of early silverware to their trophy cabinet, even if this is one of football's more overlooked fixtures. While Liverpool's last success in this fixture was in 2006, Arsenal's was more recent. In 2017, the Gunners ousted London rivals Chelsea on penalties. When looking at this week, sharpness could be a concern, but these two clubs usually deliver entertaining battles for the fans. The last goal to scoreline between the pair came in August 2015, but since then it has been goals galore whenever they go head-to-head. -head. With over 3.5 goals landing in 8 of their last 10 meetings, one can expect another blockbuster tie. Last season, both league fixtures were won by the home club, while Liverpool triumphed on penalties in the Carabao Cup last 16 meeting, which astonishingly ended 5-5. With the dust barely settled on last season, it is time to get ready for the upcoming campaign, and the Community Shield could be a cracker in the capital. It's Premier League champion against FA Cup champion as Arsenal and Liverpool square off at Wembley Stadium in London for the Community Shield and you can follow the action live on Supersport. Thiago Silva completed a medical in Milan on Thursday as he nears a move to Premier League club Chelsea. Paris Saint-Germain confirmed the 35-year-old's exit despite last-ditch efforts by the UEFA Champions League runners-up to offer the Brazilian a new deal. 
After his medical in Milan, the central defender is expected to fly to London to start a 14-day period of self-isolation before he joins up with Frank Lampard's squad. Silva ended a seven-season stay at PSG, having won 23 domestic trophies, including seven League 1 championships, but fell short of delivering an elusive Champions League title. Lazio have signed former Spain goalkeeper Pepe Reina from Serie A rivals AC Milan on a two-year deal. The ex-Liverpool goalkeeper ended last season on loan at Aston Villa as they secured Premier League survival. Reina, who turned 38 on Monday, won 36 caps for Spain and was included in their memorable 2010 FIFA World Cup winning squad. Reina expressed his desire to play UEFA Champions League football. Lazio finished fourth in Serie A last season to qualify for the Champions League for the first time in 13 years. Manchester United have released a statement confirming that Paul Pogba has tested positive for coronavirus and will miss France's Nations League games against Sweden and Croatia. The club said that the midfielder will be unable to add to his 69 caps and 10 goals for his country in the matches taking place early next month. Pogba will have to self-isolate for a period of 14 days, which would rule him out of the France clashes. But it means he is available for selection when United begin their Premier League season against Crystal Palace on the 19th of September. Pogba's place in Didier Deschamps' French squad has been taken by 17-year-old René midfielder Eduardo Camavinga. Day one of the ISPS Hander UK Championship from the Belfry and among the tournament invites this week, 22-year-old Brendan Lawler from Ireland, the young man who won the European Disabled Golf Association Scottish Open in 2019. Last year up at Renaissance Club, delighted to make his debut on the European Tour. Matt Wallace, who represents the Belfry, lovely roll at the 16th, a birdie there for him. He did make a double bogey at 18 and in the end signed for a round of 70. That is two under par. Making good progress as the rain started to fall. Callum Hill from Scotland, fresh off a top 10 finish last week at the ISPS Handel Wales Open. He's brought that form here, that birdie at 16, taking him to five under par. In the clubhouse at five under, Joel Showholm, the recognisable Swede with the plus fours, a birdie there at 13 for him, runner-up at the Alfred Dunhill Championship earlier this season. To Scott Vincent from Zimbabwe, this is his second to the 13th, nice hop, skip, check, and Vincent would birdie that, and is alongside Showholm and others at five under par in the clubhouse. Bernd Wiesberger from Austria, seven times a European Tour winner, back from a stint in the United States and playing for the first time in the UK swing with an eagle putt at 15. Aggressive stroke, a little unlucky there, but a 67 for him as well. And he is in a chasing pack at five under. The man out in front, though, is South Africa's Justin Walters. Has not won so far on the European Tour. The highlight of his round at the 15th, his third shot out of the rough and in for an eagle three. No drop shots today out there for Walters and a round of 64 at eight under par. It got him a three-shot lead before the rain started to fall. Some of the greens flooded up and play was suspended shortly after 2 p.m. in the afternoon. 
South Africa's Justin Walters takes a three-stroke lead heading into day two of the ISPS Handa UK Championship. Tune in to Supersport for coverage of day two live from Sutton Coldfield. It's a bunched leaderboard after round two of the African Bank Sunshine Tour Championship. Three golfers are tied for top spot here at Glendower with just one round left in the second event of the Rise Up series. Jaden Shaper was first to post seven under par. He got off to a shaky start with an eagle and two bogeys in his first four holes. He turned in level par but finished well, signing for a two under 70. Oh, yes, I was a win, but today was a lot more. Course played a little bit tougher. Uh, first few holes, I'm teeing off the first side today. The pins were a little bit tucked away in the beginning, but I just just didn't get off to a good start. Uh, just kept missing fairways. Just, I mean, I hit three fairways in my first 12 holes, so kind of see put myself under a lot of pressure. Two three putts as well. Three putt on the first and three putt on the ninth. But then last few holes, kind of just got it together. Kind of knew that the backside's a lot easier, a lot more accessible uh, with the two par fives and a lot of the shorts par fours, not much trouble. Uh, so yeah, I just, I finished a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger, just like I needed to. Uh, but yeah, I still left quite a few out there with the way I was hitting the golf ball in the beginning and yeah, a few bad mistakes with the putts. Overnight leader Martin Rower surrendered his outright advantage. Conditions were incredibly tricky with strong gusting winds, but he battled well. He signed for a level pass 72 to finish where he started on seven under. Yeah, I, I played really solid the whole round, to be honest. Um, tee to green, I had control of my ball for pretty much the whole round. Just, just struggled on the greens, to be honest. I didn't really convert any of the opportunities that I created. Um, and yeah, obviously had a three part on the last hole, which kind of keeps a bit of a sour taste in the mouth. But yeah, at the beginning of the day, uh, if you told me level par with the conditions, I wouldn't have been too unhappy now. Daniel Fontonda began the second round two shots off the pace, but got off to a flying start. He birdied three of his first four holes, but struggled to maintain the momentum. He signed for a 70 to finish on seven under par. Yeah, I mean, it was quite, quite tough. I mean, I think the wind was blowing about 30 k's an hour. So it was quite tough and the greens are slick as well so you have to pick your lines and um, not go for them otherwise you're going to have easy three putts coming you know but um, the course is playing really well it's, it's hard um, you, need, you need to hit good shots and stuff but um, it was fun. Yaku Alas posted the low round of the day, a 4 under 68. It was a round aided by two eagles and three birdies, but he did also make three bogeys along the way to finish on 6 under and solo fourth. Greens got firm, um, downwind, difficult to stop them. Um, but again, the, the finish from 13, you're playing downwind all the way home, so there's a few birdie holes, and I took advantage of that. And that, um, yeah, I don't necessarily play well on this golf course. I haven't had the best track record, so, record, so this is uh, this is very nice. Last week's winner, Darren Fichart, lurks a further shot off the pace after rounds of 68 and 71. Neil Skitkat is also on five under, while Jake Roos, Louis Albertser, and George Kutsier are tied seventh. Your top stories on Blitz this hour. Sundowns overcome Chiefs to go level on points in the Absa Premiership. Liverpool take aim at Arsenal in Community Shield showdown. South Africa's Justin Walters leads the UK Championship by three strokes. All roads lead to Spa for the Belgian F1 Grand Prix. And teams get ready for the 107th edition of the Tour de France.
welcome to the magnificent Spa-Francorchamps, one of the world's greatest racetracks. Some of the most famous pieces of tarmac in Formula One history. 19 corners, 10 to the left and 9 to the right. Longest track on the calendar by a full kilometer. Valtteri Bottas, swift like the wind. I really can't describe it. It's something crazy. Sebastian Vettel wins the Belgium Grand Prix for Ferrari. The next up on the Formula One Roadshow is Belgium. Action from practice through to the Grand Prix will be shown live on Supersport. FIM Superbike World Championship action continues with round four taking place in Aragon and you can catch it all live on your World of Champions. Nearly two months after the Tour de France was due to start, the world's biggest cycle race is set to begin on Saturday. The 22 eight-rider teams were presented to the public two days before the Grand Depart in Nice on the French Riviera. Following the first team onto the stage, Arkea Samsic were the eight riders who represent Africa's team, Team NTT Pro Cycling. Their hopes will be on the man who won the European Championships on Wednesday, Italian sprinter Giacomo Nizzolo, for stage wins. The only rider from the African continent in the squad is South African champion Ryan Gibbons, who will be in Nizzolo's lead-out train. Team Bora Hunsgrohe will have a GC contender in Germany, Manuel Buchmann, but they'll also be hunting stage wins through the brilliance of three-time world champion Peter Sagan. The Slovak has won 20 12 tour stages and will be looking to win the green points jersey for an eighth time. Mitchelton Scott, the only Australian registered team on the tour, have high hopes on the general classification for Englishman Adam Yates, who finished fourth in 2016. The road captain role will be entrusted to South African Darrell Impey, the 2019 national champion, who won stage nine last year. Impey wore the yellow jersey for two days of the tour in 2013. Jumbo Visma are a team who have overall victory in mind, with 2017 Giro d'Italia winner Tom Dumoulin outside bet and 2019 Vuelta Espana winner Slovenian Primoz Roglic, a serious contender. Add to that the gifted Wout van Aert, who won Milan San Remo and Strad Bianchi in the last month, and the yellow and black jerseys are likely to be very prominent for three weeks in France. It's 35 years since a Frenchman won the Tour. One of their main hopes this year rests on the shoulders of 30-year-old Thibaut Pinot of Groupama FDJ, who was third in 2014 and has won three stages, including one last year. Belgium-based Dakota Quickstep are the most successful team on the World Tour in terms of wins, and they have the other French contender, Julien Alaphilippe, in their lineup. An all-rounder, he wore the yellow jersey for 14 days last year, but just didn't have the legs in the late big mountains. Perhaps this is his year. The team of defending champion Egan Bernal, now called Team Ineos Grenadiers, took a big decision to leave out four-time winner Chris Froome and 2018 champion Geraint Thomas. Colombian Bernal, who is still only 23, will have the climbing strength of Giro d'Italia winner Richard Carapaz and Andre Amador's support in the high mountains in a team that has riders from eight different nations and only one from Britain. The tour finishes in Paris on the 20th of September. 
The 2020 Tour de France gets underway with a 156km first stage. The action is live on your World of Champions Supersport. The draw for the US Open has been made in New York in South Africa's top-ranked player Kevin Anderson, who is on his way back from a long-term injury and has a ranking of 124, has a tough first-round match. He meets fifth seed Alexander Zverev, who has won all their five previous encounters. Anderson has played just eight tournaments since January last year, and he lost to Stefanos Tsitsipas in the second round of the Western and Southern Open this week. He was a finalist at Flushing Meadows in 2017. The other South African in the main draw is Lloyd Harris, who a year ago reached his first US Open main draw via three rounds of qualifying. He lost in the first round to Igor Gerasimov. The 23-year-old has a ranking of 97, and again, having qualified, lost in the first round of this week's Western and Southern Open to Taylor Fritz. Harris meets Italian Marco Cecinato in the first round. Cecinato has ranked just nine places below the Cape Tonian. The winner of this match could face seventh seed David Goffer in round two. This guy is not missing. Tennis's US Open is drawing closer, and you can watch the Grand Slam event live on your World of Champions Supersport. England's T20 international cricket team are preparing for the first of three T20 internationals against Pakistan at Old Trafford. They'll have to do so without the explosive Surrey opener Jason Roy, who sustained a side strain in training. Yeah, unfortunately he tweaked his side um, two days ago now and will be ruled out for the three games uh, in order to give him time to prepare for both series against Australia. It, at the moment we don't anticipate it being anything serious, but we want to give him every chance to be fit for for. Australian uh, boat series T20s and, and 50 over. So we'll see how he progresses over the next three or four days and be able to report back then. England's test cricketers have played two series during the pandemic against the Windies and Pakistan, while the domestic T20 competition, the Vitality Blast, has given the T20 specialists much needed match time for a short series that carries great importance, according to Morgan. Given that our winter was dominated by T20 cricket and two successful tours both of New Zealand and South Africa. It gives us a chance to re-engage with, I suppose, for this series in particular, opportunities for guys to stake their claim to be in that final 15 for next year. I think given the circumstances surrounding COVID um, at the moment and the restrictions selection-wise and, and having a priority on, on players' well-being, I think this is another opportunity for guys who potentially would sit outside that 15 to try and present their best case moving forward for winter tours and the World Cup next year. I also think that the opportunities like this don't come around very often when we have our squad at, at full strength. England won the Test Series against Pakistan courtesy of their first Test win and would like to make it a double Series win, but Morgan is well aware of the threat posed by the Pakistan T20 team. Pakistan are very dangerous T20 team. I think if anybody watched the uh, PSL um, this year, I know we had a lot of guys involved in it. Um, the strength and depth of Pakistan cricket is, is surprising in a way because um, I haven't played in it for a couple of years now and you forget the, the depth that they have um, across their domestic cricket. So it's no surprise that they're producing excellent cricket, cricketers at, at the top level.
Um, and for us, you know, they're always a difficult side to, to play against because they have all bases covered. The action moves to Manchester for the shortest format. Catch the first T20 between England and Pakistan live on your World of Champions. St. Lucia's Zooks aim to close the gap at the top of the Caribbean Premier League table when they face St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots. An election to bowl first on a damp Queen's Park oval pitch proved beneficial for Zooks. Mohamed Nabi had Patriots down two wickets in the first over and 11 for four by the end of the third. Ben Dunk and Jamar Hamilton then put on the best partnership of the Patriots innings. 27 for the fifth wicket before Hamilton departed. Dunk was helpful in another stand with Sohail Tanvir. 24 runs between the two. Dunk was out for 33. Patriots top score. Another seven was added before Suhail fell. Nabi did the damage once more. His eventual figures are 5 for 15, the third best in CPL history. Alzari Joseph added a valiant, unbeaten 21 of 13 balls. Patriots could only muster 110 for 9 in their allotted 20 overs. Rakeem Cornwall flew out of the blocks with a quick fire 26 of 11 balls, all of which consisted of boundaries. Two fours and three sixes before he was the first Zooks batsman out. Mark Dale was the second, the very next ball. Andre Fletcher and Rosson Chase took Zooks to nearly halfway to their target. 52 for three when Fletcher departed. Chase shared another meaningful stand with Najibullah Zadran. 45 for the fourth wicket. Zadran was out for 33 when Zooks hit 99. Javel Glenn and Chase took Zooks over the line with a little more than five overs to spare. An emphatic six-wicket win with the help of Chase's unbeaten 27, while play of the match honours went to Nabi for his record-breaking figures. Action from Rugby Australia's competition continues with the Brumbies hosting the Western Force and the Rebels welcoming the Waratahs. You can follow it live on Supersport.